I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, an unusual sighting and a reminder to embrace wonder and wander and enchantment. Embrace it. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 360. Not a lemur. Not a lemur. And it has been too long. It has been longer than I expected. It's taken me a little bit by surprise. I've been really antsy to sit here. It's my favorite month and it just never works out. It just never works out. But you probably didn't even notice. You might not have noticed. I don't think anyone noticed. But I'm here again. I'm here. I have full intention now to be completely back on schedule. I even think I will be ramping things up. I think the next few months are going to bring about a lot of change and maybe reallocation of energy, maybe more energy in certain ways as I try and acclimate myself to changing patterns of life. So that's probably a good thing. If you enjoy the podcast, it's probably a good thing. But I'm so glad to be back. So glad to be sitting here. So glad. So glad. June is, it's often tricky. It's tricky for the podcast. Like I said, it is really a favorite month for me, but it's tricky. And I guess favorite, uh, favorite, it's a very reflective month for me. There are several milestones and markers and birthdays and just a general feeling in June. So I guess favorite, I guess that works. You know me, I'm always trying to really hone in on whether or not I've got the word, which is actually funny in today's show, you'll hear. But June can be tricky. I am, like many of you, I am often away for a little bit of time during this month often away for a few weeks and unable to record, but not this year. This year, I thought I was completely in the clear. I thought the podcast would go on as usual. I've been home. I am home. I don't even have any plans to travel. No plans. So I'm here, but I haven't been able to record. And even before the actual act of sitting down and recording, there's this other stuff that has to happen. I haven't been able to do that other stuff, the pulling together of thoughts for the show. I have all these hodgepodge thoughts and things I see and think and read and hear and observe and wonder about day to day. Those are all the threads of the CMP. But there's a little bit of pulling together that has to happen for me to confidently sit down and talk lay myself out on the line here, put myself out in the open. Something has to happen first. And I just couldn't do it. I have thought about that over and over and over in the last few weeks, because in the last episode, I talked about travel. And 
simplifying what you take, yes, and being realistic about what you expect, absolutely. Being kind to yourself and reminding yourself that you need to be in the present. And if you can, still work in a little creative time, but being realistic and pragmatic about what that means on the road. And I talked about trying to maintain your creative practice when you can. Early morning sometimes really works, the breakfast table, during TV time, even diner time. I do think it is all doable, especially if you have your one gig, the one thing you need to work on or work in each day. I think that's doable, it's manageable, it's maintainable, and yet it's easier said than done, right? Having that one thing, it helps. It really helps. It makes a huge difference. And if that one thing can be fit in while sitting with other people, even between hands of cards, or when tired at the end of the day, or in low light, or even in 90 degree inside temperatures, or while you watch TV, or while you have coffee, or while you chat with someone about this and that, even better. If it can be worked in in that way, even better. I'm really glad that my one thing fits that way. And it does. My one thing does. My one thing doesn't require more than that, really. It requires that my eyes be open. But the podcast, I guess that is my other thing. The thing that's harder to just steal away and do. I need a quiet space. I have to actually shut the door on everyone else. And I don't consider myself to be Southern in that way, but I have some kind of problem with just closing the door on company. It's tricky. It's tricky. So it didn't happen. It didn't happen the way that I wanted, the way I intended. But I think of all of you throughout the day. I imagine talking with some of you. I really do. Just as I also think about all the projects I want to be doing or plan to do or hope to do. One of my sons graduated from high school this month. And my mom came to see that. And she stayed through a big birthday. One that resulted in a wonderful and whimsical big list for the day. There was a lot of juggling in the last few weeks. And a really, really, really bad heat wave. And more than one scoop of ice cream. And lots of laughter. And some hand sewing. Some trying of new things. Lots of games of Rook and Canasta. But the thing that ends up squeezed out always is time for this. Time for the reflection and writing and sifting and thinking and weaving that I really need to do in this month and that I really enjoy and that makes up the foundation for me doing the CMP. But it is all good. It's all good. It's all good. I love that saying somehow. It's all good. I don't like it when people say something's fine, but it's all good. It means something different. And it is all good, and it was all good, and it is all important. And I knew deep down that some of you would say to me, be present, take and enjoy this time, and wrap it all up and share it later. I know some of you 
would have given me that counsel. When I started the notes for this show, I was really determined to squeeze it in and it didn't happen. But that was a while ago. I was about seven days into my summer series on index cards at that point when I started all of this and I was ready to sneak in and do this really quick show seven days in. And now I'm more than three times that in. More than three times that in. Yeah, three weeks. And I'm glad to say that I still feel that I landed in a series that is somehow exactly right for me right now. How that happened, definitely there was some evolution and a lot of really last minute, try this, try that, make some decisions. There's a little bit of a story there. And there is a reminder there that sometimes the favorite decisions and favorite projects are the ones you fall into at the last hour. Completely unexpected, not what you intend to do, not what you think you're going to do. And somehow, suddenly, you do something and you think, that's it. That's exactly it. That's exactly what I need to do. That will work. That is sustainable. That is sustainable given what I have, the time I have, the time I project I will have. It's sustainable in a way that I think I can continue to do the same thing for 60 plus days without getting completely bored with it, without really feeling overwhelmed by the repetition. That is it. That is something that I think I can do without it being incredibly hard or too time consuming or too laborious or too overinflated or too, too, too anything. Falling into a project is both scary and pretty wonderful. And I totally thought I was doing something else. So I'm still happy with what I'm doing. And I'll probably talk about that later. I like to let things really unfold before I talk about them. I guess maybe I don't like to jinx it. Sometimes as soon as I say something out loud about something, I contradict myself or I fall off of the project or it completely falls apart. And I don't want to have any of that happen. So that'll be later. Before I even do that, I want to talk about small series and especially about looking at and seeing and thinking about your small series in retrospect, scrolling our series, freeze framing our series. So that is coming today. I really just need to get my toe in the water. I need to say I am here. I am here and some of you are moving on and moving to new things and growing in fantastic ways. It's amazing to watch, amazing to witness, amazing to be a part of, but I am still here, still here and ready to put my toe in the water. Indeed, indeed, I need to just gently ripple the water. That's what I feel like. I need to make some impression in the water so that I can see that I am here. And I can see the ripples as they expand and move outward. Imagine myself sitting by a small body of water, maybe even on the edge of a pier, feet dangling just above the water, the sound of birds in the trees, a nice breeze, and ripples in the water, a tiny pebble tossed, ripples radiating outward. And then the water stills, and another pebble, another set of ripples. I can see those ripples. And if you get those pebbles just right in different locations, those ripples come together and they overlap and they 
touch and they bounce and they spread, they merge, they cross, and they intersect. I can't see myself really even sitting on a pier or even putting my toes in. It's not me, but the idea of it, absolutely. The saying of it, the thinking of it, yes. A moment of quiet, of suspension, of reaching, of watching and seeing, of color and light, of reflection. Reflection on so many levels. Reflection. That, all of that, I can totally see. I can picture it, the light flashing on the surface, the brief flash of a fish underneath, shadows in the water as something passes overhead, and you heard the birds, right? The song in the air behind me, the calling over and over, here I am. Are you coming? Here I am. Are you coming? Here I am. Where are you? Here I am. Here I am. I remember the white-crowned sparrow in the tree outside the window in Oregon. So clearly, over and over, the sound of that white-crowned sparrow and the wonder of that bird being in a tree right outside the window. The white-crowned sparrows at the park and a white-crowned sparrow on my side-view mirror. Ordinary, every day, but with defining markers that say, Here I am. So many white-crowned sparrows, so many hummingbirds, so many finches and red-winged blackbirds, the whimsy of the swallows, my delight the first time I saw swallows, total delight, the grace and mystery of herons, always quiet, quiet of the herons. Last week, we took a short drive to walk around a campus. After that, we walked around a nearby disc golf course, combination golf course, disc golf course, and there was a bird, a high-pitched chirp in the background of the day. Rhythmic, really sharp, really clear, really singular note, repetitive, a pulse over and over, the same exact sound over and over, but spaced out. It was just one sharp sound, and then a pause, and then it would repeat over and over. We hear a chirp, we expect or think bird until we realize that there is something standing 50 yards or so ahead of us. Something small, standing upright, at attention, the source of the chirp. I pointed out what I thought I was seeing, and there was skepticism. That stick? No, it's not a stick. Do you see that? It moved. No one agreed with me at first that there was something standing there. No one agreed with me that it was not a stick until it moved. And then slowly we realized that the sound we were hearing was that, was coming from that. It was not a bird. That was not a bird. In that moment, we have no idea what we're seeing. I'm not a nature girl in any way, really. So I had no idea what it was. But from where I was, it was too far to see clearly. And it brought the squirrels to mind. But it was sitting like a meerkat. It was different enough from a squirrel that I knew it wasn't a squirrel. It was sitting upright, totally like a meerkat. I couldn't shake that. It was upright, more than a foot tall, 
on its hind legs, perfectly still, completely vertical. Pale, tan, cream kind of body. An impression of a darker head or markings on its head. And then suddenly it was gone. Just vanished. We were on hole one when we saw it. It was a hot day. And we were just walking the course with the one playing disc golf. We walked about 10 holes and we saw a bunch of these animals, a lot of them. And we saw a zillion holes, giant holes. These are fall and break your leg holes. These are the kind of holes that bring out every bit of anxiety I have within me because I can't see how people don't fall and break their legs in these holes. But these little animals would pop up, upright, still, alert. And when they thought they were alone, they would make this chirp. And then they would vanish. It was fascinating. And also, for this non-nature girl, it was mildly terrifying. No doubt about it. I was watching where I stepped, for sure. I was scared to death one of them would pop up right next to me and I probably would have had a heart attack. They were everywhere. So gopher was the general idea. That's kind of what we were thinking. My mom was with me and we were trying to figure out what we're seeing. Gopher made sense, but Google is our friend. And a bit of research as we started our drive home suggested they were prairie dogs, not gophers, based on size the communal nature of prairie dogs versus the solitary nature of gophers. See, the things you learn. Just consider this your friendly episode of Creative Wild Kingdom. And the chirp. The chirp was dead on prairie dog. We found a video clip. You have to love the age in which we live. When you can, within a few minutes, call up all of this information, feel like you figured out what you saw and what was going on. It's called a bark, that chirp. But it does seem that what we saw must indeed have been prairie dogs. So probably Caddyshack, the movie, came to mind for many of you. We've got a golf course. We've got something like a gopher. It does seem pretty stereotypical to have a gopher moment on a golf course. None of our phone picks were clear. We were just not close enough. We couldn't get close enough. They were very quick to vanish. But the image of them standing upright just like a meerkat, is stuck in my head. It's so stuck in my head. The distant image. What I could see in the distance. The funny thing is that if I had told you this story the day that I planned to tell it to you, I would have told you that what I first thought was lemurs. Because that is the word that came to mind. And you, if you know your lemurs, would have been very confused. You would have been listening to my story and you would have been envisioning lemurs, if you know your lemurs. You would have been envisioning lemurs and what they look like. And you would have been so confused because lemur really is the word that came to mind. I said it that day. I said, oh, they remind me of lemurs. I came home and I told the story to somebody else and they look just like lemurs. And nobody looked at me and said, that's not at all what a lemur looks like. Nobody questioned it. Everybody just said, oh, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Lemur's the word that came to mind. The word that came to mind with the image of the meerkats at the zoo years and years ago. It has been years and years since I went to a zoo, but I really, really always enjoyed the meerkat area, the meerkat exhibit. I was all set with lemurs for the show. I was. And then I decided 
On one of those days when I was still thinking, oh, I'm going to get in there and do this, I should just pull up a lemur, just check myself. I pulled up a lemur and thought, oh, no, that is not at all what I saw. That's not the right thing. Wrong animal. Wrong animal. So what did I do? How did I find it? Well, searching on what animal looks like a prairie dog. Yeah, that did the trick. Meerkat. A meerkat moment that was almost mistakenly dubbed a lemur moment. There is mystery in the world around us. There is mystery in the world around us. Mystery and wonder. Mystery in what we see, what we don't know, what we admit we don't know, what we don't remember, what we can and can't piece together. The stories that have half beginnings or half endings or details in the middle or fragments here and there or that are out of place on the timeline and you can't put them all back in. Mystery that feeds our curiosity and our creativity that can inspire our conversations and our art that can delight us with the unexpected that can fill us with a sense of wonder. I hope you make room in your day to appreciate the unexpected, the unknown, the whimsical, or the serendipitous. I hope this whimsy, this serendipity, this sense of joy in seeing is something you pay attention to, that you allow, that you make room for, that you cultivate, that you give that quality room to breathe. Some days I wonder about the why and the what else and the what if and the what next why. Celebration of whimsy and wonder is part of balance. It is in some ways an antidote to some of the philosophy, although in some ways it reinforces philosophy. Let yourself be enchanted, even if mildly terrified. Let yourself be giddy in unexpected moments. Let yourself sample the ice cream. Let yourself feel like a kid now and then. Let yourself imagine the day you want to have. Let yourself make a list of the silly things you want to do. Let yourself make a list of the things you hope to do or hope to see. Let yourself laugh at yourself. This level of enchantment, of whimsy, of simple joy in being in the world. It can feed your creative work, but be sure you watch where you step. I am the art. The art is me. And that is going to be it for episode 360. I don't want to stack a whole lot of things now that are disconnected into this. I had a few books. I thought, oh, I'll lump those in, tack them in at the end, but I'm just going to let it go. Let it go. And you might wonder what in the world did I just listen to an entire show about a lemur? But see, no, you didn't. It was about a meerkat, but no, really, it was about a prairie dog. And it is all related. It is all related. The seeing and the thinking and the inspiration, and the wonder, and whimsy, and wonder of it all. It's all related. If nothing else, it is all related to our sense of balance in the world. We go, 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 go. And sometimes we need that little reminder of unknowing, or unexpected. It helps make us stop, helps us realign and refocus. It can remind us of balance, especially when Partly our balance or our need for balance is between the work world and work day and making time for the rest of our lives. 
As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. The show did just pass its annual birthday marker, anniversary marker, whichever you want. The show did begin with its first episode in 2006. Thank you to those of you who support the show at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Your support means a great deal to the ways in which I can think about this show and the time it takes moving forwards, especially. So I really, really appreciate those of you who are there. And it's a very small group of people. And I really appreciate those of you who are there. You can find me at Instagram as Oamy Oamy. And you can find me at Facebook in the Creativity Matters podcast community group. There is a page you can also follow, but I share my own work and other things in the actual private group that is a group for women only. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.